0: Welcome to another thrill-packed episode of 353rd, a bi-weekly podcast discussing the impact of the internet on business. This is episode number 47. Today is January 12th, 2013. I'm Anders Brownworth. And I'm Scott Barstow. Happy New Year, Scott. It's 2013. What do you think?
1: I'll tell you, I'm really fired up about 2013. I think it's going to be a good year.
0: Yeah? Do you have resolutions?
1: (laughs) Not resolutions. Uh, just I think it's uh, last year was a tough year, I think, for everybody. And um, and I just have a I've got a good feeling about 2013. I'm going to get I'm going to get a lot done in 2013. I'm with you. Hey, actually, I think you you would one thing. I don't know if you
0: blogged about it or, or what it was, but you were talking about how you were going to be a content producer, much more content producer. Obviously, you're doing so with this podcast, but That's you right. wanted to amp that up. You want to talk about that?
1: I do. Uh, what I there's a couple of things that I've been doing. Uh, you started a uh, a Tumblr about uh, called Bridges to Cross, and that's bridges2x.tumblr.com. If anybody wants to check that out, it's a really interesting collection of bridges uh, around the world, and it got me thinking about. Uh, as you know, I work uh, part of my week in downtown Raleigh, and so I have been. I also bought a new iPhone for myself uh, over the holidays as a uh, Christmas present to me. And <laughs> The best. Yes. It's my favorite kind. And uh, so I resolved that I was going to start using the uh, – I guess resolved is probably not the right word. But I wanted to see if I could get the most out of this device and what that would look like. So I started – as I was going, uh, going around downtown Raleigh, I have started taking pictures of just – things that I think are interesting in downtown Raleigh. I also have taken some pictures out at the airport and things like that. Yeah. And the idea is not necessarily that I'm going to be the world's greatest photographer of Raleigh, but it's to get myself in the mindset of always looking for things to produce yeah. rather than consume. And I think what I, when I got to the end of last year, I felt like I had done – when I looked back on it, some really good things happened. But I felt like I was too passive. Yeah. I felt like I was listening to a lot of people and giving them more influence in my skull than I needed to. And so my my thought for this year is to cut down on the external, uh, the external noise. I think is probably the best way to describe it, and just live in my own head a bit more. Yeah, and see what that looks like, and see what comes out of it. Yeah. I think
0: uh, 1% of the people produce content, 9% of the people retweet and 90% of the people just consume. Uh So I think you're trying to walk up that thing. I I think that's, that's a great, uh, you know, what you're trying to do is a great way to think about it there. It it is very easy, for example, to let your email dictate what you do for the day and therefore let other people schedule your, your priorities. Uh, Yes. One one thing I didn't want to, kind of get stuck in but always find myself there. Um,
1: yeah, what I've yeah, there's a couple of things that I've done over the last and it's really I probably started this midway through last year. And that is that I've actually started it sounds crazy if you for those of you that are, you know, completely organized, but for me it's always been a challenge to figure out, okay, how do I plan a plan my time And but yet leave flexibility to do things that come up, yeah. And and so, I think one of the things I've been doing a much better job of is saying, okay, you know, Mondays I'm going to work on these kinds of things. Tuesdays I'm going to do this kind of work. Wednesdays, so a good example is Monday for me is a day where I just do the the work I quite frankly don't enjoy all that much of planning. Just doing the kind of the project planning and, okay, what needs to be done? When does it need to be done on various things that we're working on? And then Tuesday is more of a, an enjoyable time for thinking about, okay, what, is the, what does the product need to be doing? You know, what are some things that's missing and all of that sort of stuff? And Wednesday is a meeting day. So I try to schedule all of my meetings, whether out of the office or phone, longer phone calls. I try to uh, schedule all of those on a particular day. So it's it's really just, you know, like everybody else, we're all trying to figure out what works best for us because what somebody else will tell you, what I've figured out in, all, in the last 10 years of trying to do this is that nothing that anybody else does works for me. <laughs> yeah, You've got to kind of, I think you've got to find your own way yeah. in a lot of that sort of stuff. And I think that's why I decided to shut off a lot of the external stuff and just mm-hmm. say, okay, let me yeah. really think about how I want to work and what's the best way for me to work. And then doesn't mean that it has to work for anybody else. I'm not going to write a book about it. You know, I'm not going to try and stand up in front of a bunch of people and become the next productivity guy. It's yeah. just what, is it, what does it look like for me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting way to get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like that.
1: So I have a rant. Oh, that's rare.
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's, that's yeah you never, point. you never, never, you never have those. That's Right. It's true. It's true. It's a good point. Uh, last year I was at CES, and and it was uh, I found it to be quite a nightmare because all the things that they were uh, headlining had to do with b- bigger screen size, you know, higher density pixels, three D. After some yeah. point, you, you know, blah, I, blah blah Yeah, I really don't care. I mean, I cared when it went from standard res to high res to HD. Mm-hmm. That that care, I'm mad. That mattered. It was, you know, that was, that a, was, big that was a, a big, big jump. It was
1: a big jump. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: you know, f- f- like 4K to 8K. I mean, that's much less of a jump. You know, from where we are, 2K to 4K or something. That's a jump, but it's not a. It's not it. It's not the jump that it once was. Um so anyway, uh it got me to thinking it was kind of flat or or mediocre and and maybe maybe you could see it as uh the T V industry sort of jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that was the the big thing with this uh recent CES this past week in uh Vegas was the keynote, which was fell decidedly flat, in my opinion. It's the first time. So Microsoft was doing it forever. And uh, so this is the first time, you know, a new company is stepping in. In this case, it's Qualcomm uh, their CEO was up there. They had, uh, it was, it was a disaster. I mean, you got to check out the, uh, I think the verge did an interesting, uh, you know, two, three minute uh, recap of everything you kind of needed to see to see how off the rails it was. Uh, they were using actors and nobody really connected. It didn't seem, it, you know, fell way flat of cool. Um, it got me to thinking, you know, there's basically, there's, there's, Apple keynotes, and then there's everyone else. There it, it really is a very big distance between the two, and the the deciding factor for me is it's not technology. Matter of fact, Apple keynotes are particularly unsophisticated. They are, you know, they're they're just genuine. That was the the difference there. If there was something to be said, it had to have been you know communicated in at least a seemingly genuine way and that's what th- all these other keynotes we keep talking about just don't seem to have I sit there and imagine what a like a, a genuine keynote uh, at CES would look like and what it would be I mean you get some professionals in there that can actually do this and I mean, the impact would just be off the charts more than this. I can see how the the whole CES pitch meeting went down and, you know, some marketing companies saying we'll have this and we'll have that. And the problem is they're cranking each of the elements up to 10 or 11 and they really just needed to be at their normal five because yeah. if you crank them, they just they become caricatures and uh, you just laugh at it. Um, so I, I think there's a big correction that needs to happen, sort of generally in the technology industry and and you know once again it's always Apple leading the way on it, but uh, you know it makes you sound like somewhat of a fanboy. but they do you have to see that they do keynotes incredibly well um, right
1: I've, so I've got a couple of thoughts on that. One you know, is I think what makes Apple's keynotes. And you know, I think when you say that, we're really talking about the Steve Jobs era of Apple keynotes. True. What made those really good was that you felt like, or I always felt like watching them, that you were, you were just sitting, you could have been sitting in a conference room at Apple and just listening to him talk about something he was really excited about. Yeah. I never got the feeling. Although he obviously was, I never got the feeling that he was trying to sell me something. Yeah. It was just, you felt like he was genuinely excited yeah. about what he had. And I think the problem with these other companies is that they don't have that. Well, they're if, jockeying. They're jockeying right. for a
0: position against other people and it always seemed that Apple wasn't jockeying against another. They were only jockeying against themselves.
1: Yeah, and I also think they're not if we think about the Microsoft Windows 8 phone thing that we it's talked debacle. about, yeah, that we talked about back in December. I don't think that if you, you know, if you got those guys alone and, you know, put the truth serum in them and said, you know, are you genuinely excited about what you've done here? Like yeah. do you think do you think it's game changing? Do you think it's worth having a worldwide event and I just wonder if they would really feel the same kind of excitement i know i I think, you know, I think, I think that's what, I think that's what made made Apple different is that I think Steve Jobs was genuinely really stoked
0: well i i don't I don't disbelieve balmer, I think he is stoked i think it's it's you know in an echo chamber though so it's, yeah, it's, I'm talking
1: more about the the guy, what's the guy, the guy's name that did most of the keynote. I don't remember, it's Joe something. Yeah. Uh the guy that was the he's the yeah, product, is, he's the product manager for Windows yeah. Phone. Yeah. I, you know, I'm sure he I, maybe I'm selling him short. He's obviously a professional and all of those kinds of things. It's not that, but I just you don't get the same level of, of excitement. I almost think so, an an event like CES it would be interesting if you had somebody like uh, like a thought leader, like Tim Ferriss, or yeah. you know Gary Vaynerchuk, or just some guy that gets up there and can just go, yeah, and talk about what you know, talk about the future, talk about what they're passionate about, and just and get away from droning on about. Well, this is the next great thing because it's twice a, the resolution is twice as good as the last screen. Yeah, and meanwhile, the human eye can't even probably can't figure it out. Yeah, and and most people don't care, and you know, do we really care? I mean, I have a. We've talked about this before. I've got a fifty-some inch TV in my house, and it's a, it's it's, it's the it's it's good enough that I when I'm watching something and it's in HD, I'm just like, wow, that's an amazing picture. Yeah, and I bought that TV five years ago. Sure. Yeah, and it's still I still have that. Every time I turn it on, if I'm watching a sporting event or something like that, and and it's and it's and the screen is just amazingly good. Yeah, and I, so um, same boat. I'm in the same boat. And so I just think it's not about. Right now, we're not seeing. We don't. There's nothing. There's not a good story to tell about this revolutionary technology. And I think that's what keynotes should be about at an event like that, where you've got the world watching. It should be a revolutionary message, not evolutionary. Yeah, and, and maybe problem, that means you talk about something that, you know, you talk about robotics or you talk about, you know, something mm-hmm. that's, that's five years down the road that we're not going to see, but that's coming, you know, instead of, well, here's Qualcomm and da-da-da-da-da, and who really cares? Maybe CES is the wrong event for this. The maybe. problem
0: Because CES is it's not about a consumer. Yeah, it's not a consumer show. It's, a, it's, a, it's something else. So maybe there's a different forum for that. Um, but certainly, nothing gets the the eyeballs like it does at this point. Uh, maybe there's something else that we're not thinking. Anyway, I didn't want to spend the whole show talking about how CES has jumped the shark, in my opinion. But um, uh, the, but I the,
1: think here's but I think your your point is sort of crosses topics because so I, as as I said at the beginning of the show, I went and got the new iPhone, right. and probably for and I also bought. Uh, the new. I bought a new MacBook Pro. The last one I bought was three years ago, and you know I try to I try to buy one every three years. And you, you try to buy one. I try not to buy one, but then I, I have to. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I it, usually the pattern for me is every three years. Yeah. And for the first time, in since I can remember, I remember buying my first MacBook Pro, getting my first iPhone, my first iPod. All all of those events. I remember how excited I was. Yeah. And I think for the first time this year, there wasn't it wasn't a big jump. It wasn't right? a big enough jump? Yeah. It was just like, okay, well, this is, you know, it's a drill that has a longer battery life and has a few more drill bits. Yeah. And I felt that way about both the iPhone five is amazing. It's thin. It's a great it's a great device. There's no question. But I guess my point is I I sort of, it's for the first time, I feel like I've got consumption fatigue with Apple.
0: That's, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, but then I don't have that on the uh, computer side, on the desktop slash laptop side, by far. I I feel like there's been a huge renaissance with that, right, very recently, uh, with retina displays and, and this kind of thing the The hardware on uh, maybe it's maybe I would have been bored with it if i if there were no iphone i, I agree with you on the iphone side but i on uh, you know when it comes to uh uh the device that I stare at frankly for at least fourteen hours a day sure uh it's it's really you know there it, is still very exciting
1: yeah well i mean, i guess what I would say is it's for it's the the MacBook Pro I, I bought, I didn't get the retina display because I'm, most of the time I'm hooked up to a big screen. And so it just for me it didn't make sense to spend the extra money. I know it's fantastic screen, there's no question. Yeah. But I, I got the I got the anti-glare, you know the the one that's I guess top of the line but anti-glare which is the um, only way go. Yeah. If you're
0: retina. So,
1: right <laughs> so I guess the You know, when I got that, I was genuinely excited when that arrived here. You know, the UPS truck got here. I was like, yes, new computer. Yeah. Uh, You know, I still have that rush, but I didn't feel it with the iPhone for the first time. And I don't know what it is. I guess it's just, you know, you don't – at some point, you don't need – It's maybe it's not about need. It's never really about need because you don't need anything that the iPhone represents. But you – I think at this point for me, it was just kind of, I don't know, just, eh, yeah, it's a new phone. It's got a great camera. It's got a fantastic screen. uh, But I just kind of went on. You know, I I backed up the old one, which was, I had a 3GS. I was not, I was (laughs) two generations old or whatever it was. And backed up the old one, plugged this one in, turned it on, restored it, and just kind of went on with life. I didn't have the, oh,
0: you know. Well, that's so I, a big move. I mean, you got Siri, you got a Retina screen. That's a big move.
1: It is a big move, but I just wonder. Yeah, you know, is Apple? Well, also, is this a problem for Apple? I know we wanted to talk about this. Yeah, like, is Apple competing with you know non-consumption? And I wonder if this is a part of it.
0: Well, it is. So, so here's the thing. I think uh, we are way, way ahead of the ball on this. I don't think most people are having Apple fatigue. As a matter of fact, they're opening up, certainly in droves around the world, you know, to a brand new Apple experience. So I think we are not by any stretch, you know, the common customer in this case. Agreed. Uh, give it five years from now and the same will be true of the rest of the world, uh, for sure, if they don't do something monumental in mm-hmm. the time. Um but uh, we, yeah. So what we wanted to, what the original topic was here, that maybe we've strayed quite far from. Uh, that is, never happens. It never does. Well, <laughs> so for these people uh, that are maybe going from a non-smartphone to a smartphone, their Apple in that case and Android is uh, is competing against non-consumption to the point where you know, well, what, what would you normally be doing? Where, where do you end up using your phone? You're standing online playing an iPhone game. What were you doing before you were, you were looking at the guy ahead of you, you know, looking around, what else were you doing? I mean, sure. You know, if you brought a book, you'd read it, but you know, who carries books around to read online for the, you know, just in case they might be standing on a line. So you're essentially competing against boredom, I think, um, and, and it's been, it's created this interesting little paradox where time is more finite than money for people now. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's acutely, uh, obvious, right? Getting your information just in time is, is a huge deal. Um, but then, you know, what else does the iPhone compete against? Uh, does it compete against Hollywood? I mean, it does, but sure. not, only a little bit, right? TV, Probably a lot more sure right not but yeah. non consumption a lot, right, Facebooking in line, reading a book, I mean you know you're 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 Facebooking that you're that's what you're doing, um, maybe it cuts out some from some time with your kids, playing catch with your kids, I don't know, you know uh, maybe it's maybe it's more important to to uh, scale back how much time it takes to consume something, yeah um.
1: So one of the things that I do love about this phone yeah. is that it is super fast. Yeah. And and so it immediately, in terms of the things I used the iPhone for, which is a lot, candidly. Yeah. Uh, it's had I've noticed just okay, I can bang stuff out really quickly. Yeah. And and you know everything is quicker. Taking pictures is fast. It it just doesn't matter. It's yeah. And so I think from the perspective you're talking about. I think that that's why this device and the continuous improvements matter. Yeah. Is because okay, now I now I'm faster, now the discipline is, you know, now that I've I can do things and it takes less time and it's also obviously LTE uh you know uh, enabled. And so sure. the connections faster where you've got LTE and and so I've noticed just when I've been sitting uh, last week, where I flew up to see you, and sitting in the airport, and I downloaded. I was sitting at the sitting at the gate, and downloaded. I was on Spotify looking for some music to, uh, to yeah. get before I jumped on the plane, and I downloaded the entire Coldplay Live in Paris album or CD in. Oh, I don't know, two minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was just amazing fast. Yeah. And so I think those things are the that's the sort of stuff that matters because now I can that's a measurable improvement over my 3GS phone. Yeah, measurable.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. I I have the same experience uh, pulling in podcasts to listen on the plane. You know, I'm yep. standing there on online holding my ticket, ready to get on the thing. I, previously, I'd put my phone in my pocket, you know, and, and wait until you know the door is closed before I you know actually turn the radios off uh is so it, it but now you know i have it before i'm even down the jet way yeah uh, that's big uh, but i think the uh you know what that is getting down to is that you in a sense you're saving time because you're not spending as much time getting things and and finding that piece of information that's, you know apps were huge in in forcing this transition as well uh, i agree a one touch thing now you have the weather you know what's going on you're gonna get on with your day you don't have to open something go here you know type in your zip code you know it's just much quicker um and and that i think is the benefit so where you previously did nothing and you didn't have just in time information most people are now to the point where they're they have just in time information so now the argument is all well how do you get just in time information without you know being an inconvenience or taking too much time I think yeah, that's and the,
1: having to I think sift through a bunch of stuff you don't care about, and just seeing the things you do care about. Yeah, I think there's. Uh, I think it would be good to maybe we'll talk about this in an upcoming show. Just things that tools to use to optimize time. Things like you know using a news reader or yeah. and Twitter. You know, and Twitter, how do you set up lists on Twitter? Uh, to manage the people that you really need to pay attention to versus people that have something that's interesting, you know, once every three days, yeah, and yeah. things sure. like that. But I think the challenge for, I think for you and and me certainly, and for hopefully those uh, that listen to this podcast, is you know these tools are out there, and even if you don't have an iPhone five, if you've got anything you know, built in the last year and a half or so, you've got a device that is completely amazing. And the challenge is this year, what are you going to do with it other than just, Using it to suck down a bunch of stuff that will cl- will clutter up your life, clutter up your brain. Yeah, yeah. And so, what do you what do you what are you going to do differently this year? How are you going to use that thing, that device that you've got, and all these tools that you have in your tool bag? How do you use those differently this year, and start producing? Because I think a time is coming in the not too distant future where that's going to be the only thing that matters is that you are you have demonstrable. Evidence that you can produce uh, content, you know, that you are somebody that looks to be a contributor, not not um, you know not a, not uh, a, not a cons- consumer. Yeah, not a consumer. Yeah, because I think the you know those that are not in that mode or in that mindset, I think are going to pay a heavy price when you know especially with every all of the insecurity in the markets and all of that sort of thing mm. nobody knows where this is going we just know that it's really unstable and if you've got to make a make a living for yourself why not be in the mindset of being somebody that is already producing great stuff that people are coming to and paying attention to
0: here here and on that challenge i think that's all the time we've got for today we will be back in two weeks. Drop us a, uh, drop us a note on uh, 353rd.com or, or uh, hop over to iTunes and, and leave a comment that helps people find us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.